Hello, Sky friends, and thank you for joining us. I am your host and DM, Scott. I'm here today to talk to you about our sponsor, Libris Arcana. They offer dice subscriptions, leather gaming covers, and more. I signed up for their monthly subscription, and let me tell you, these are some great dice. They're perfect for causing some trouble in our game. Head over to their website, librisarcana.com, and you can get a subscription of your very own. That's L-I-B-R-I-S-A-R-C-A-N-A dot com. As a bonus to Seasons of Skyrend listeners, you can use the promo code SKYREND at checkout to receive 20% off your first month. Each month, you'll receive a new and unique set of dice delivered right to your door. Again, enter promo code SKYREND at checkout to receive 20% off your first month's subscription. Go get yourself some dice and help us keep the lights on. Thank you, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and the consequences that follow. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Gray, or Gray the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the Human Monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Book 2, Chapter 42 A Search for Closure As you walk by the cemetery, you can definitely see five empty graves. Those five remaining citizens that they have yet to find. The rest of them have all been buried and covered, marked, some more recently than others. Some are well old, grass growing back up over them. But all of the, uh, all of the grave markings are kept in good repair. Darvin, anything? As it gets near the end of the day, Baron Misha wraps up their prayers in the cemetery. Well, new friends, if you'd like to sleep inside, you're more than welcome. You can find an empty spot on the floor. I'm afraid I haven't really pulled in a bed. At least not more than one. And even that one's getting a little threadbare. But it is shelter. Is there anything I can do for you before we rest for the night? Anchor good. I think so. Mm-hmm. In which case we will go to the morning when Baron Misha is ready to go get their the final citizens to yeah. set them to rest. 
Well, on my, on my first trip out to the beach, you all saw how well that went. So I will advise caution. Those crabs are very fast. But uh, the more eyes we have looking for my citizens, the faster this gets done. All right. So you all wander out to the beach? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So there's, there's the three of you, plus Sam, plus Baron Misha. And there are a number of ships strewn out on this beach. And you're looking for five people. How do you wish to do this? Okay, I have a weird question. Mm-hmm. So... I'm trying to figure out if I can use fairy fire on dead people. What does fairy fire light up? A creature. Then no. Dead things are not creatures. Okay, they don't count. They have to be alive. Okay. Or undead. Okay. It's something that is dead dead is not affected by things that affect creatures. Then I have no ideas. <laughs> <laughs> that was my one weird idea. And uh, that's not important. Okay, so there's several ships like spread out here. I don't think mm-hmm. we want to split the party. No. Aw, oh, come on. Skull crabs are hungry. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You could split the party into two groups. Group A that can sneak off and come back and be safe, and group B that stays somewhere safe and doesn't do anything. It's the only way you can effectively break the party up right now. I'm in favor of things that gets everybody involved in this search. I know, that's why I'm saying. Those are the only effective way. That's my opinion, the only effective way to break the party up. Well... You do it old-school search party style. We make a line and we start moving. All right. And we search everything we come across until we find them. Because this guy's clearly got no flipping clues to what was, he's doing. Yeah, I was going to mm-hmm. ask, like... Well, he knows they're... Ask sorry. Baron Misha, like, what, what his plan was. They know that they're out here somewhere. Because they've already come through the city. Okay. Baron Misha has searched every single house. <laughs> There's probably something I would have told you last night before everybody went to sleep. Okay. But yes, Baron Misha has spent literally every day since this accident finding bodies and burying them, and has gone through every single home. So the only be, thing left is the beach. Are they going to be together? Like, are we looking? And, and then, like, that I don't know. What happens if one of them one of them is underneath the boat? We're never going to find someone who's under a boat. That's what shovels are for. Under a boat, dude. <laughs> under a boat. These boats are big, right? Uh, yes, these Ship boats are. Size. These these are large. Yes, I'm not on a very large boat standing next to me, and you're saying that if they're under the boat, we're just going to unbury them. We'll search inside the boats first. If that doesn't pan out, then we'll start digging things up. It's useless. This is an exercise in insanity. I've found everybody else so far. All one here will guide me to the others. Oh, I have no doubt. Good luck with that. Vale. <laughs> Genocide, bitch. Are you freaking kidding me? Oh my god. Under my breath, in draconic. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't. there. No, I don't. Okay. So. But I know that you said it under your breath and in a language I couldn't understand that it must be awful and shoot you a death look. Yeah, but as long as you said it. And literally say, lucky I couldn't understand what you just said. (gasps) That aside. God. You'd like to start searching the beach. Start with a ship at one end and then go to the other. Uh, Are you using anything 
in particular? Do you have any skills, spells, items uh, to help you aid this search? I have light I can cast while we're inside the ships. Uh, that would certainly help three of you. How can run up masts. Before we even begin, helps, but it's cool. I was going to ask, how long are we allotting for this exercise in futility? Do you have somewhere to be in the next, like, day and a half? You got a timetable? No, but I don't want to spend a month searching the sand of some dead beach for people who've come and gone hundreds of years ago. Even if it means getting the thing we really need. And possibly help the ground. There are other ways to get what we need. I'm just saying, how long are we doing this? I don't I don't have an answer. It's a large for you. beach and there are a lot of ships out here. It's gonna take a long time to search everything. I Darwin, how long are we doing this? Oh my god. Uh, let's try it for a day, see how it goes, reevaluate. Maybe Sounds we'll good. Find, maybe we'll find a body or two and then we can You got somewhere to be? Go. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. What the hell? I'm just saying it's at a point where I want to know how long we're planning on doing this. Is, there, is, is it so wrong to know how long we plan to search a beach that could take months to search? I mean, these are full-size ships. They're also broken, so... No, I guess it's it's not an unreasonable request. It just seems like you've been checking your watch since we got here. I'm sorry if I just don't see the purpose of searching all the ships at this point for five dead bodies, and we can start searching the town for one item that we want. Because it's the right thing to do. And? Oh. That's why. Because it's the right thing to do. The, the right thing to do for who? Those five people, creatures don't care? No, they don't. Then why do it? Because even if you don't believe that a body needs to be buried to be able to rest, elves do. Clearly. You saw Annika buried her parents. Yeah. Baron Misha has been going through great lengths to bury all of their citizens. Fine. Where am I searching? If you're all searching together, and if you're not using anything to help enhance this search, uh, you can go out and roll perception or investigation to Except go look for bodies. Except light, like, yeah. for the inside of the ship. Light will help. That'll negate any disadvantage that all of you non-elf types would have when searching inside these ships. All right. What are we wrong? Uh, perception, perception or, or investigation. investigation. You may just stumble across one out in the open. You may have to, like, snoop around a bit. Uh, Darwin, what did you roll? Thirteen. Is that perception or investigation? Perception. Okay. Uh, Arnis. Seventeen perception. Uh, Veil. 16 investigation. Very cool. Misha and Sam up in here. They did not do so well. That is a two on Sam. Uh, I think Sam has, is spending a lot of time wrangling Sniffins and uh, trying to keep them safe. Mostly because as you go in and out of a couple of these wrecked bits of ship, you see some of the younger skull crabs. and They are wearing smaller animal skulls, like like wolf size, maybe a couple of like horse skulls, which horses have scary skulls. I'm just gonna say, <laughs> they are creepy ass skulls. Um, for as beautiful as the living creature is, so Sam is trying to keep Sniffin safe and like out of trouble. But those young skull crabs aren't any bother. Darvin and Arnis, you're both using perception, and I think as you're searching through one of these ships, you find one of the bodies. Yay. It's a skeleton. At this point now, anyways. 
still wearing just strips of clothes that remain after all this time. They were either working on this ship or uh, a passenger or something when this tragedy occurred. And they met their fate here. There's some debris and definitely dirt and dust on them, but you're able to pull this skeleton out relatively intact. Vale, you're able to find one near the base of this same ship that they're in. It looks like it was crushed by the ship. As you get along the edge, you see like the top part of a hand reaching up from the sand, and as you brush the sand away, you see like, oh, there's the arm. You go deeper, like there's the head, the shoulders. And it's going to take a little bit of digging, but you'll eventually be able to pull them out, and you do find an entire elf person. Misha and Sam were not successful today. But the three of you did manage to find two, for which Berenice is exceedingly grateful. Uh, he will ask for your assistance to carry them to their open graves, lay them to rest, and any, anybody who wishes to join them for a small service. Berenice made that. I will. This certainly like, affects them deeply. These are two dead bodies, two citizens they couldn't protect. And it's an emotional day for them as they lay these two, to, two in the ground. I hope I may call you friends now. Thank you. The deed is not done yet, but this certainly has gone a long way. Can I count on your assistance again tomorrow? I don't want to speak for the entire group yet. Um, Let us talk. I think the likelihood is high, but let us talk before I just answer. Very well. You know where to find me. Sounds like you guys need to talk away from the Baron. I know that's absolutely necessary, but I don't want to like, get into an <laughs> argument in front of him. I'm sure if you want to talk right in front of Baron Misha, um, you may. <laughs> I just, I, I can sense Veil from here. All right. I just, I have... For, first, hang on. First, I owe you an apology. Because I know that this has to be hard. More than hard for you. You're not a fan of elves. With good reason. Okay. And... So my logic here is in why we should help them is not going to have the desired effect. I get that, and I'm sorry. However, we found two of these bodies in a day. I think it unlikely, unless we put on our skill checks. Um, <laughs> I think it unlikely that it takes us too long to find the other three if we're willing to stick it out. My concern is not that we're not going to find them. My concern is that he's full of shit, and he doesn't know anything, and then he's just tricked us into helping him. And we've wasted two days, three days, four days, however long it takes. Barifax told us that he could help us with the grunt. Okay. Like, Barifax But that's not that. why I'm here. Fair. I want to know what he knows about the mantle. I want to know that, too. Mal- and I need some sort of... Proof that he can even help us with that beyond, oh yeah, I can help you with that. Sorry if I don't take the word of an elf as any value right now. No, sorry, not sorry. Well, that seems like a fair point. We could, I mean, you could (laughs) ask him if he can make us any, what's the right word? Assurances? Yeah, that he's got some intel on what we're looking for. All right, I can go to him with that. What are you looking for as far as, like, proof? Because I don't know that he knows specifically, like, where it's at or anything. But so then I can ask again, if he doesn't know where it's at, then why? Ask him about the grung and then go. Like, 
I'm, I'm still, I'm having a hard time understanding if he can't help us toward our goals, why are we helping him toward his? I See, and I don't have any retort except that it's the right thing to do. Except I don't, I don't see it that way. I mean, it's meaningless to you. I know that, but like. There's a right thing to do argument to be had, but I don't see how helping an elf is ever a right thing to do anymore. They're all children of their God, which we've now had explained to us by the God who understands these things. I'm sorry, I'm not going to help the children of the parent who I don't want, who I, I loathe. That's making the children responsible for the parent's actions. Yeah. That makes no sense. I mean, granted, I will grant you that a lot of the elves that we have met have been shitty. Okay, I will grant you that, and I am not trying to take any of that away. <laughs> I really am not. But I don't I don't know that it's fair to paint them all with such a broad brush. Not to mention the fact that this poor dude has been, like, basically spent the last hundred years, like, burying the bodies of their citizens. That's and I would ask what they did to bring this upon themselves. Clearly something that caused a god of sea to throw ships at them. You're assuming that it was a god that threw those ships. Or whatever creatures out there decided to throw a ship at them. Wow. So you're blaming you're blaming these elves for what is potentially a natural disaster. You're saying that a natural disaster is the wrath of God because they did something so horrible. He himself... What is this, Sodom and Gomorrah? What are we talking about here? He, he like, himself said that he didn't understand why the God of Sea would throw ships at them. Well, uh, but he's also assuming. He's well, also assuming. I mean, he said that in a way like, I don't know why they would have done that, so maybe it wasn't. Right. So... They're not blaming Narlok, but they're leaving that open as a possibility. Like, maybe? Mm-hmm. Who knows the ways of the gods? Like... Misha is not going to assume they know the way the wills of the gods. Misha's a baron, right? So uh, yep. as in baron having some sort of noble rank within yep. the elven family? Yep. Cool. Absolutely. And also and could have very well just fled the city. Yeah. Didn't. Yeah. It's a certain kind of person who doesn't leave. Nobility, no less. Or probably the ruler, right? Yeah. Or someone who's afraid to face the music for what they did, and so they're staying here. Or that. But there's there's nothing to stop, like, the king from sending down troops to Vermilion if Baron Misha needed or to... Or he could have headed rice. home. He, or he could have gone all the way back to the capital. The king, king sent him back in exile. We don't know what happened. All we know is the little bit that he's told us. True. That's all he knows of us, too. Which is good. I'll go talk to him about the mantle. Thank you. Is it just Arnis going? It's probably for the best. I understand Vale not wanting to go. And this question was more directed at Darfin. Oh. <laughs> I might go with, but I'll keep my mouth shut. Okay. He'll keep himself confined to the chest drums. Yes. <laughs> that has never gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Misha does have a certain fondness for you. You are helping them with the uh, religious affairs of laying people to rest. So they certainly will not object to your presence. Okay. To anybody's presence, but you are providing more service, kindness, than the others. Nice. All right. Where do you want this discussion to happen? Inside the bell tower where you're all resting? Outside somewhere? Inside the bell tower. Okay. Uh, we'll do this up on the second floor then where Baron Misha has their quarters. It's quite sparse. Like, there's not a lot going on up here. 
It's mostly just the things that they need on the day-to-day. As they're getting ready for bed, as much as elves rest, and they're pulling their hair back, kind of wrapping it into a messy bun, so to speak. And, uh, yeah, what can I, how can I help you? We've been discussing. We want to keep helping you, but we do have a, we do have a particular mission that we're set on. So you have said. At this point, what what we need is a little more clarity about exactly how you can help us with the mantle. Okay. I don't think there's a role here. They are friendly with you. You've been helping them out. So Baron Misha will just say, well, I, I do know where it is. I've felt its power with my own hand. It is definitely the mantle, regardless of what it looks like. I think, uh, I think that'll do it. So, yeah, we're here to help you out. Oh. I'll see you in the morning. That was, that was rather brief. Um, question before you leave, Baron Misha. Um, have you all introduced yourselves uh, by name? I don't think I ever told them my name. In okay. which case, then, yes, if you if over the course of this day and a half you have not mentioned your name, You would think we would have mentioned our names over the course of the day and a half. The question is, did we give them our real names? I would have given them my real name. I probably would have, too. I would have given him Vale, even though... Or, uh, not Vale. Um, Kari, even though I'm in my Vale mm-hmm. form. That's mm, fine. They're not in a position to really question your motives, since you're being so helpful. It's certainly been a pleasure to meet you and have someone to talk with these past couple days. Gray. Where are you from, Gray? Karami. Um. I mean, how long? How long has your family been there? Sorry. I don't mean you personally, but like, where do they come from? Where do the greys hail from? Um, mostly there. Or oh, wait a minute. No, that's a lie. Didn't I go to Karami for bard school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so. I did. So my family's from somewhere else. But it's I somewhere... I know where your mom's from now, too. Well, I don't know that she's from there. I know that's where she is now. <laughs> um, but it's somewhere else on Sarakar. To the, on the western half still? Yeah. Okay. I would say so. Must have been a different family then. Never mind. What? Wait, what? We had some greys here before the accident. The human? If yes, of course. Greys on this? That's... Granted, it was a long while back. I guess that's true. Most likely well before you were born, unless I, unless you have aged particularly well. No, I am not nearly that old. <laughs> but thank you? Not... I don't know if that was an insult or a compliment. <laughs> Just saying, if you were over 100 years old, you would be wearing it well, but I didn't assume as such. No. No, not not even close. Must just be a coincidence, then. I don't imagine it's a particularly uncommon last name. Mm. Well, if, if there's nothing else, I'll see you in the morning. Yes. Okay. Is there anything else before morning? I would then tell Vale, see if that was... Sufficient? For now, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, we go out to the beach then. Mm-hmm. For another round of searching. Pick up um, where we yeah. left off. You may all roll persuasion investigation again as you search for <gasps> the beach. I roll persuasion? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you may all roll perception or investigation again. Um, Ooh. Try to find people. Okay. Veil. You're an 11. RS. I crit. <sighs> what does that come to after the bonuses? 26. Jeez. But I'm going to honor that crit. I just want to know what the number was. 
Darvin. 18. Okay. Sam rolled a, like, 19? I think he and Stephens got on the same page today. So, uh, Vale, I'm assuming that was investigation again? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think after your luck yesterday, finding a body near the edge of one of these ships, you were just kind of following that same pattern. Like, oh, if one person got crushed, let's find, find all the other people that are crushed. But you were unable to find any signs of people. Arnis, I think it's kind of near the edge of this ship graveyard. You find several beams. Like, it looks like a, looks like the bow of the ship broke off, crashed somewhere, and splintered. And you actually find two people. One who is clearly an adult, and the other most likely a child. And the adult was, like, covering them, trying to protect them. But they both got crushed just the same. Darwin, I think you and Sam find part of the fifth. Because this is also underneath a bit of timbers. But it looks like this body got cut in half when a ship fell on them. So you find the legs, and as you're, like, digging them out from the sand and pulling them away from the ship, you realize that the other half is stuck inside, underneath somewhere. So you've got the bottom half of the final person. Inside the ship, right? Yeah, the other is inside slash underneath okay. the ship. Are you going to get that out? Are you going to get that out? Well, we'll look inside I guess we have first. to ask Baron Misha. Yeah, and everyone can concentrate here because we know this is the last one. Yeah. Baron Misha, yeah, Baron Misha is all for retrieving the whole person. Yes, if if you believe that the rest of their remains are in or under the ship there, we should make an effort to retrieve them. Darvin, had you introduced yourself as a monk of Corum? I think I had, yeah. Okay. I know you helped with the uh, burial stuff. I didn't know if that was in an official capacity or if that was just friendly. A little bit of both. Okay. Friendly burial. Yeah, in which case, Baron Mish will say, I, Darwin, I don't think I need to tell you that you know, a proper burial does include as much of the body as possible. Of course. So would you be willing to aid me retrieving the, uh, the last half? Sure. Yes. Right. We'll have to go into the ship doof, 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 as they pound on the side of, this, uh, of, of the hull of this ship. All right. So you head into the hull of this ship. Parts of it have broken away, but there's actually a good amount of it still intact. Well-weathered, probably not seaworthy. But as you go in, it gets exceptionally dark. Oh, I cast light. On what? <laughs> on, I don't know, on something. Darwin's belt buckle. <laughs> <laughs> you have to touch it to do it, though. <laughs> <laughs> really, Darwin's belt buckle? No, I cast light on, like, my hat. Okay. You cast light on your hat. Sam, Vale, and Darwin can now all see in the dark. Yay! Thankfully. Nice. And you make your way deeper into the ship. Everybody roll perception. Ooh. <laughs> That's what I get after that crit. <laughs> all right. Then it sounds like we need to start with Arnis. Mm, 11. <laughs> okay. Vale? 16. Darwin? 17. All right. Darwin and Vale. As you make your way into one of the... Uh, actually, no. Sorry. Ship's upside down. As you make your way, what would have been the first deck below the main, part of the main deck has broken away and it's creating this nice, it's creating this nice enclosed space between the ship and the sand. And it's quite dark here, the exception of RS's hat, shedding light. (laughs) And over near the side of the ship, you see the skull of this final elf that you've been looking for. And then you see it move. (laughs) 
then you notice two more of the larger adult crabs come out from the shadows as they see you. Uh, and they move to protect their young one, wearing this little elf skull. <laughs> what do you do? I'm going to kill them all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's see, who survived that last fight? The boar and the owl. Yes. These are they. Uh, so, they're... do you want to go first? So do you want to roll initiative? Yeah, let's do it. Ooh, that'll do. Darwin. 18. Arnis. 22. Vale. 20. Wow. Well, Arnis, you are the first to go. You see these two crabs as they move in to protect their youngling. What do you do? I cast Fairy Fire. Nice. I need to make a dex saving throw. Oh, dex? All of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is one of my things that's not wisdom. Uh, Ooh, that looks like three big fails. Because that's a one on the die, a three on the die, and the youngin got an eleven on the die. But even with their bonus, I don't think that's going to beat your spell save of... Seventeen. Yeah, no. So all three of them light up. Cool. Purple. Purple light. Outlining two very giant skulls with crab claws sticking out of them. And one little elf skull. (laughs) Tiny little claws sticking out of it. Is there anything else, Arnis? That is it. We all have advantage on them, as long as I keep my concentration. Well, it's the Skull Crab's turn. They got a 21 on their initiative. Holy fucking sucks. (laughs) So, first up is gonna have to be against Arnis, who just lit them up. Yippee. These are simple creatures. So yeah, Boar Skull is coming at you. That is a 12 on the die. You've got your cutting words. Um, no, I'm not going to use cutting words. I'm okay. going to shield because I'm guessing it's going to be over my... It's going to be an 18 versus AC. Yeah, I'm going to shield. All right, you toss up that shield, and just as that claw is about to grab you around the throat... Tink! Tink! <laughs> so it brings in its other claw to try to do the same. Rolls worse. And it just thuds off. And it looks very confused, and it's like... Like scuttling in place. What, what, what do I do? <laughs> and there's Darwin or Vale. I think it's Darwin they go after. The one with the owl skulls coming after you, Darwin. First attack. That's going to be a 21. That'll do it. Alright. You will take six bludgeoning damage, and you are now grappled as he grabs you around the waist with a big claw. <laughs> Before you know what's happening, the other one's going to come in and try to slap you. No. Those are both terrible. Uh, you're able to like duck out of the way as this claw comes in for your face. Vale, what would you like to do? I don't have one directly near me, right? You've got one grabbing onto Darwin right now, and one very frustrated and confused in front of Arnis. I'm going to go over to the one attacking Arnis. All right. I'm going to stab it with my right here. 21. That'll hit. Sweet. You're welcome to that advantage. Fun, fun, Fairy fire advantage is nice. 26. Yowza. Yeah, you shove your rapier in good and hard right through the bone, and it 
squirms and shrieks as you stab it and pull the rapier back out. And it's like turning to face you now. Snap, 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 snap. What would you like to do? Use my bonus action to try and stab it again with my hidden blade. It's an 18 on the die. That'll hit. Thank you for saving me from the mess. You reach in right through the boar's eye socket. And for max damage, 5 damage. You get it right in one of the soft areas of its face. Oh no, it's all lit up. Yeah, you can see, like, right in between the eye and the mouth. Just stab in, and it is frantically flailing at you. It's in so much pain right now. Darvin, what would you like to do? Try and ungrapple myself. Alright, that's uh, an athletics or acrobatics check. Acro. 17? That is a success. I mean, wait, wait. 16, sorry. Uh, that is still a success. And that's it. You, you flip your way out of this claw. And okay, that's it. You stand unburdened by claw. Nice. It is Sam's turn. Sam is going to quickly Tamani form up with Sniffins here in the dark. And attempt to just scrape through the back of this skull that the owl one is wearing. He did it. Oh, not for great damage, though. But hey, it's a thick skull back there. He goes for his second swipe, and Sam crits. <laughs> he punches through that portion of the skull, diving his claw in for hell of damage. And there's this foot-wide opening now in the back of the owl skull where he punched through. It's just like a little bit of crab ooze coming out. Crab The young skull crab backs away until it's like butting up against the edge of the ship. You hear it hit the wood and you see a little purple glowing guy there. Arnis. Oh, it's my turn. Alright, at this point I'm gonna use I'm gonna use vicious mockery on the crab. Okay. What do you say to this crab? I call him an antiquated globby dunker. <laughs> I'm not globby. You're not uh, we'll see. Yeah, there's a six on the die. And it, it shakes. How much damage? Three. <laughs> it dies. It's cool. I insulted it to death. Yes. We're good here. It had two left. <laughs> I'd gotten it so close to death, and you're just like... Oh, so I literally couldn't miss with that vicious mockery. No, you. it would have had to save to not die. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I hit, I was gonna kill it. Is that it? Arnis? Is there anything else? Yeah, I think I'm so stunned by the fact that I insulted it to death that I'm like, uh... I don't... As it falls down, the purple light just fades away from it. It is the remaining skull crab's turn. No longer has Darwin in its grasp, as I recall. But it's going to try to grab you again. Snip, snip, snap, with a 13 on the die. Oh, right. And I'm not going to need to use shield, so I'm going to use cutting words. Okay. Is that a D8 or a D6? It's a D8. Yikes. All right. Minus nice. eight. Eight? Jeez. Yeah, this is a big whiff. You get into this crab's head, and the claw like snaps way too soon, 
just ends up like nudging Darvin in the shoulder. You just picture Nicky Lassick like it's about to move, and you just yell, "Hey, ugly!" And he goes, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second claw's gonna come in. What the hell is that? Try to grab Darvin around the waist. That's a sixteen on the die. So heck yeah, Darvin's gonna get grabbed. I was gonna say I can't. I can't yeah. do it a second time for this reaction. So uh, for eight bludgeoning damage, as it just rams its claw into your hip and grabs on tight. You're not going nowhere. Vale, what would you like to do? Um, Vale's going to shoot at the one wearing the elf skull. The child one? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a 17 on the die. It's going to hit. 27. You managed to get your crossbow bolt right in through the eye socket, and it lets out an extremely loud shriek and... Attempts to just start dig down. Like, it wants to run away now from all this terrible pain you're putting it in. That was monstrous. I don't want it to run away with this skull we need. No, that is very fair. Now, anything else, Val? Uh, yeah, there's no reason why I can't do this. I'm going to run up to it and stab it with my hidden wood. Okay. It's an 18. That's going to hit. Oh, only two damage. <sighs> As it's, like, turning head first... To start to dig down under the sand, you stab it in the underside, and it screams again, and, like, the glow is still there, and it's still, like, moving ever so slightly. (laughs) Fail, so Darwin, what would you like to do? Try and ungrapple myself again. Okay. So it's 17. That works. Again, that's all I can do. Again, you spin yourself out of there and find yourself free from the grapple. Sam's turn, he's going to try to claw in right through that opening he made in the back of the skull. Uh, He still has advantage. And he needed it. Jeez, again with the super high damage. That's an 8 on the die. Uh, And he's going to attempt to finish this thing off. As he continues to rip parts of bone off of the back of this thing's body. Yes. Another 8. Yes. Sam... Practically tears this thing apart. And this one's purple light fades. Leaving just the youngling in the elf skull who attempts to shuffle itself down into the sand. And normally what it does this it only has to get like just below the surface to be cool. Once it can tell there's sand on top of it. So you just see a little patch of sand there glowing purple. Because that's where the little young crab is. Yeah, Arnis, what do you want to do? Kill a defenseless baby crab that's trying to bury itself in the sand. But we need the skull. What? Nothing. Vale is just upset at your humanitarian nature. Yeah, I do want to do that. But I don't want to do that. I'll do it for you. Okay. I'm going to finish off the crab. Okay. I do not see that being a problem here. You finish off the crab. Thank you, <laughs> Once it got under the sand, it assumed it was safe. That was not the case. And a quick look around, you can find the rest of the torso. Right there by the edge. Some of those bones were definitely broken, and like you'd be picking up dust, if not just more sand. Was the Baron around for this whole thing? Yes. Cool. They're not much of a fighter, of but they... That was Vale speaking, by the way. That was not me speaking. I don't care either way. You spend 165 years digging up dead bodies. Tell me how ready you are for a fight. 
You should be ripped. That's 165 years of digging. It's true. Not it's of punching, though. <laughs> earth elemental, fine. He will dig the crap out of that earth elemental. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a shovel. Boom. He's William H. Macy. Done. <laughs> this is not the case, though. <laughs> Sorry. So, you're able to retrieve the final remains. Baron Misha would definitely like to put them to rest. Finish the cemetery. These are the final graves to be covered. And it is an extensive prayer that they go through. It is silent. It is to themselves. It is between them and Alwinir. It is a huge weight, though. Years of anguish and sorrow and effort coming to a culmination here. And at the end of the day, they're just spent. They're exhausted, drained. This has been their life for a very, very long time. And now it's time for that to change. My friends, regardless of how you see this, you are friends to me, at least. I don't know how to repay you, but, well, that's not entirely true. I know there's something that you seek here. I'll do my best to help. So, tell us where it is. Most certainly. And Baron Misha will walk all of you to the edge of the beach, near where you've been searching for bodies, and they will point at a bit of wreckage near where you first found them. It is in there. I do advise you to be careful. It is extremely powerful. It is draining to carry. Let's go look. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're here, so... That's what yeah. we came here for. Sure. I think between today and yesterday and the day before, you've made it known that you're a threat to the crabs. They are not about to mess with you right now. Nice. I think, in fact, as you approach this bit of wreckage, you see a, like an adolescent one, you know, like a large bear's head, scurry away into the water. Disappear into the waves. As you go in, it is extremely dark. Arnest, do you still have a lit hat? Uh, yeah. Or I light it back up. Because uh-huh. I don't think it, it doesn't last for that long. You light your hat back up. There in the sand in the corner of this wreckage, you see a black opal with a spray of rainbow color. Fissures of color dance along a surface of midnight. It appears very smooth. It is roughly the size of a coconut. Maybe a little bigger. Not perfectly round. It's a little ovaloid, little... But yeah, it is a beautiful thing to behold. Just thinking, knowing what we know about it and what he said about it, there's no need to rush touching it. We have a boot of holding. Yeah, my thought but is... But you're right. To don't, you're not right. just throw it in the boot of holding, though, like... I agree. I have no problem at, you know, emptying a coin purse, putting it in that, and putting that in the boot of holding, so it's not, A, rooting around there as just a jewel, and B, or not... Agree. I don't want to grab this thing with my bare hand until I'm ready to use it. You think there's any point trying Arcana slash religion checks? Yeah, sure, there's nothing wrong with that. There's always a benefit to be had by doing checks on things. <laughs> I will I will do an Arcana check. Alright, anybody else doing any checks? Um, I, I can do religion. <laughs> plus one in each of them. What do you want me to roll? I'm going to do religion plus five. I roll an Arcana check also. It doesn't really matter. I roll the two. Oh, <laughs> no bonuses to uh, plus one to either of them. So yes. all right, I think Vale just going off of the word of Barifax and now Baron Misha. You're like, I, I sure hope this is it. 
Darvin, what'd you roll? 16 religion. Okay, and Arnis? 20 arcana. Nice. So yes, Darvin and Arnis, between the two of you, you can definitely tell that this is a powerful magical artifact. Darvin, you can certainly sense divine magic on it. Oh gosh. It reminds you a lot of Korm's staff that Hazerni had way back. Way, way back. Way, way back. Like, like gives you that same... Like episode one back. Like episode six. Not the same, like, oh, Korm made this too, but like, this is on that same level. Like, definitely godly stuff going on. Definitely super powerful. Because a god made it. Mm Mm-hmm. Arnis, the 20 on this? Arcana, you... mm, Yeah, you can feel the magic, but it feels very different from all the other magical stuff that you've encountered. All the other magical stuff you've encountered is like, you know, it puts off this kind of wave of magic. As if magic were emanating from it. Like, that's how it is found in the world. This is almost the opposite of that. It is pulling magic in from the air around it. That makes sense, because it's supposed to take away power, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We should also explain why he said it felt draining. Yeah. Which is why we should also maybe keep it away from Arnis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to be... You cast a spell. It doesn't. Oh, good. So, extremely powerful, divine artifact pulling in magic from around itself. What yeah. do you do? I'm not touching that. <laughs> oh, I know Darvin carries the boot of holding for us. Are you cool continuing to carry it with this thing in it? I mean, I know you're not magical per se, but you have some mysticism about you. I'm uh, cool carrying it. It does not affect me. Is that, <sighs> that mage hand you got? That's oh, yeah. true. I'm not too worried about my mysticism. I cool. Mean, if I'm then wrong, let's put find it out. in something and then put it in the boot. So, who's picking it up with what? Oh, yeah. I have gloves, but I don't want to even get that close to it, so I can loan someone a glove. I'm pretty sure you all have gloves. I empty my coin pouch, and I drop the coins in it into a padded pocket, and I toss it to Darwin, and I tell him, would you pick it up? Because I all know right. I, I probably could be able to, but I don't want to ruin my new toy by accident. Sure, sure, so, sure. It's like a drawstring piece of leather yeah. that you use for your coins. Okay. I'm going to try sure. and, like, slip it on over. Like, oh, this thing's full, so I can't show you. But, you know, like... Yeah. No, I got you. Lay it down over top of it and try to swoop it under. Yeah. Tie like it. that. All right. You've done that. Nice. Now what? No. What if throwing it in the boot of holding ruins? Ruins it's... the boot of holding? Or... I just had that thought, too. Right? Because <laughs> it does... It, it was described as sucking in magic. Right? A bit of uh, sudden fear of... We can just put it in the bottom of your backpack. Yeah, that's probably the best thing to and do. And I'll carry the boot holding. All right, that's a good deal. That's a cool. good plan. Isn't there... What? Isn't there something else know. in the boot holding that's separate? Oh, that was earlier from Patches. That's not yeah. still an issue. Because we put something in there and something else not the in there. The dagger? The dagger got right? thrown in the ocean. Okay, cool, cool. Oh, it did get thrown in the ocean. Yeah, didn't we okay. chuck it in the ocean? I couldn't remember. There was a long debate about whether or not we chuck it in the ocean, and then I think you said, let's leave it with the Celestials. Uh, I don't remember what actually happened with it. But if you want to say that dagger's in the bottom of the ocean now, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I thought we chucked it in the ocean. This part of it really wants it. Really, really wants it. It's a cool magic dagger. 
Gets a bonus to hit, it gets a bonus damage to eye. Damn. Anyway, anyway. you can carry the boot of holding. I'll cool. shove this in my backpack. I'm going to make a note that I'm not carrying the boot of holding. Darvin, do you have anything else magical in your bag? The only thing I can think of is my... I don't know if it's magic, and I don't know if it's in the bag. Coram's page. You should, like, keep that mm. in the pocket. Yeah. I don't know if that would be in the bag or not. I always pick it's it, a like, slip of a, paper, so in a fold in your tunic, like so you just, just like reach in, in a breast it. pocket somewhere. That does seem more likely. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that would go in the bag. Okay. So that would be it. I don't think there's anything else magic. All right, you've got that in your bag. Then you have Brumble's mantle, which is a black opal at this point in your bag. Okay, so it is late in the evening when you return from the shore. Baron Misha is again at the cemetery, basically trying to figure out what to do next. And they notice you returning. They get up and walk out of the cemetery and meet you in front of the bell tower. Friends, were you successful? Yes. Wonderful. Now, I would be remiss in my duties if I did not at least say this aloud. You should turn that into the proper authorities for registration. And cataloging. But, since you have helped me here today, I will not press the matter. It is clearly Olwenir's reward for your great work here. Clearly. Clearly Olwenir's reward. Now that my work here is finished, I have more work to do. And I assume that you have places to go. We do. Um, but we actually have a second matter that we were told you might be able to help with and this isn't this isn't for us it's on behalf of someone else oh. um yes helping others protecting others it's a noble cause we were approached i guess a while ago now oh yeah definitely a while ago by uh sock sock oh a sock was their name sock um, was her name? A representative oh. of the Grung people of the Frost Swamps. Oh, the Grung. Delightful people. We once had a great relationship with them. They have become very ill. Oh. All of them. That, that wounds me to hear. Well, we think you might actually be able to help them. So we discovered oh. what the problem was. Like, what was making them sick. But Okay. We don't exactly know how to fix it. You don't? But you might. So the problem is in their birthing pools, and I run him down the whole kind of thing mm-hmm. that we were told about. Yeah. The, right? Uh, or like the waters become stagnant and, and all of that. And yeah, yeah. The bulb, the knot is basically poisoning their birthing pools. Yeah. Um, you don't know the solution? Are you sure? Pretty sure Barifax told you. Basically, get rid of that. Thing, yes. Right? Make the water free-flowing again, and then... Okay, so I guess we do know the solution. Yeah. To extinguish the bulb was the solution that Barifax gave you. Oh. Roll persuasion. Yeah, I think it's going to do it. That's a 26. I would say that's going to do it, too. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Well, now I think I understand. You want to extinguish a bulb. It's not an easy task. It's... I don't know if it's ever been done. Not something that's my particular area of interest. But yes, I don't think it's something that I could go do personally. 
but I do believe you're now ready to tackle this yourselves. Brumble's mantle is capable of absorbing who knows how much magic, possibly enough to extinguish this bulb. And were it still in its original form, I would have no doubt. It simply grows. This is a stone now. There may be a limit to how much it can take. Hmm. Meaning if we absorb the bulb, it may not be useful in other ways? Not unless you can figure out how to release it. Which, it's possible. I mean, in its original form, you would simply trim the extra vines. It would just grow, and you would trim it, and it would be fresh again. But it's solid now. Not sure what's going to happen when you do this. Why is it solid now? I don't know. I did not even know it was here until a few days ago. Fair. But it changed at some point. I was familiar with it before. I'd seen it in the capital. It was on display. It was coming through as part of an envoy. Typical political show of power type of thing. You know how it is. Um, We know. And it is part of the education system for us nobles. But yeah, this is not how I expected it to look, but I've touched it and I know that is what it is. I'm sure if any of you touched it, you would feel what I felt. It's dizzying. Have you touched it? No. Nope. Nope. Okay. Probably safer that way. We figured. I'm sorry, uh, which grung? Where? The Frost Swamps. Oh. Not familiar with that place. wonder if it's near the Swamps of Krabah. But I don't know. I have not left the city in some time. So where we're going next? Crowbar? Yeah. But if they're of any relation, I, I certainly hope you can help them. They're wonderful artisans. Delightful people. You can help them. And you should help them. I think maybe the way he was supposed to help them was by giving us the mantle. No. No? No, because I don't believe for one second that both Celestials were telling us that here's this device that you can use to achieve your goal, but you're going to have to use it instead to do this thing. Although they might have been, I don't know. They were a bunch of wackos. Well, it sounds like, in theory, even if we used it to achieve our goal, there would be a way to reset it, but whether yeah, or not we're we... not we're not using it on the grung first. Right. I'm sure even Arnis will agree with that one. I don't know. Will Arnis agree with that? I mean, yeah... But it's not like we're going to go out and kill Pathox tomorrow. Yeah, we'd have time to figure out how to rejigger it. Explain to me, please. Oh my god, the two of you. <laughs> Vale's going to be the voice of reason for once and say, explain to me, please, why you would use this potential device that we could only use once with the hope that you could reset it. When it's a guaranteed device we can use to achieve the goal that we've wanted since Aranus lost the freedom of a good death. Well, that's a good point. I mean, I guess that's true. Does all boil down to Aranus's soul, which is more important than the fate of the frog people. Baron, do you know do you know of anyone whose area of expertise might be in the direction of extinguishing a bulb? Oh. Like the one we've described? Hmm. Well, it's it's certainly not myself. Given enough time, I might be able to help you figure something out about the mantle, but it would be a learning process for me as well as for you. Um, but, I mean, you already have the tool. 
I would assume that the mantle would do the trick. It might, but we're wary of... Yeah, 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 yeah. They know someone. Yeah, absolutely they know someone. Absolutely they know someone. I feel like we're not going to like this answer. Bristol Shores was home to quite an adept study of magic. Didn't perform much, certainly on the research side of things. But if you can find the Bowfalls, the Elven family, they might be able to help. Because that's Arnis's mother's family name. That's uh, why I don't recognize it really well. It is a new name. And if you want a shortcut to knowledge, I'm going to put a fun, but not another quest. I already got a bunch of them. You were already heading that way anyways. In that vague-ish direction. If you were going to go to the Frost Swamps. I still feel like he should go to help them. I feel like that's part of what the Celestials were trying to tell us, is that he can actually like help if he goes to help them. Maybe. Hmm. Would you like to convince Baron Misha of this? You can certainly try. Baron Misha's plans right now are kind of up in the air. They've done their duty to city and citizens and God. I think Baron Misha will say, I do wish you the best in finding the Balfalls. They, they were... I'm brilliant in some ways. Um, myself, with nothing else to really do, I suppose I should go to Vermilion, check in with the king. Uh, I assume King Aldabas is still on the throne. Probably not best if he goes to Vermilion. What? tells everyone in Vermilion that Grey the Grey has this massively powerful weapon. Oh, yeah. Why did we give him our real names? That was stupid. Um, that was not kind! It was kind! No, it was stupid. Arnus is trying desperately to hide his, like, shock at hearing his mother's family's name. Uh, uh, Baron, so we... So we visited the Temple of St. Phaleron. Oh, the Celestials. And... Uh, they seem to indicate more than just you would help us with knowledge of how to help the Grun. They seem to be telling us that you personally could help them. Interesting. Did they say how? Their knowledge far exceeds most everybody's. The truth. The, get hit with the truth now. You've bent the truth. Now hit it with the rest of the truth. And that is that they told us that you didn't know how you could help, but that you could help. Yeah. Well, you failed. Do you say that? Um, no, I'll, I'm not a, I'll, I'll say I, I'm not I got it. Persuasion rule. Sorry. Right. You're the one over there nudging Arnis. So they didn't. <laughs> what they told us, and these were their exact words, was that you didn't know you could help or how you could help, but that you could. Let's see. Roll persuasion. Good. Oh, please, you still have a ridiculous bonus. It's still, it's still a 13. Oh. But it's not, that's not up to my usual standard. Um, you, you would have to direct me to these frost swamps. I've not heard of the place. Well, we might get there, don't we? Yeah, we're planning on going there eventually, right? Yeah. Oh, 
Well, if you're headed there, you can just travel I with could, us. You, you know, could take on another royal elf. Yes. Um, this one's much nicer could, than the last, though. I would, I would have no problem traveling with you if you're headed in that direction. It'd be nice to have company. I've been alone for a very long time. <laughs> I feel like that was that look that Shannon just <laughs> shot Chris is the exact same look that Vale just got a shot from her. And it's like, are you going to be okay with this? Hey, buddy. The same, like, head hang that you always get when Vale just kind of gives up to fate at this point. You see Sam, like, Because <laughs> he knows the tension. Um. Well, of course we would. Stretch the truth just a little. While we, of course, would love your company. You have to know that we encounter our fair share of trouble. As, well, I shouldn't say as do I, but I have seen some these past few days. Along the road, and you're gonna need to be able to defend yourself, should that happen. It's been a long time since I've dueled or practiced. Unless you count digging and running. Oh, those help, certainly. You don't but, need to uh, fight this. As long as you can run far enough away to stay safe when the fight starts and then run back when the fight's over, I'm fine. Just do a training montage before we leave. But, uh, I'm, I'm sure I can find something to take with me to help defend myself. Um, who wants to help Aramisha find a weapon here? Oh, he, uh, they have not needed one for a very long time. Can we just, like, Break the end of his shovel off and hand it to him and be like, here's a staff. What did you find in the, like, blacksmith? I didn't go into the blacksmith thing. We should go in there and see if we can't find anything. I could just give him a shovel, but if you want to try to find a real weapon, I'm all for it. Let's let's Uh, check the blacksmith thing, and then if that doesn't work out, we're breaking the end of the shovel off and giving him a staff. But yeah, if you want to go search the the smithy shop, go ahead and go in there and roll investigation. You're going to dig through some debris. As we established, this shop was crushed. A 28. Wow. Roll 19 out of plus 9. Alright, let me look at this weapon list here real quick. Fuck, I know what this looks like. It's, uh... Problem with knowing what things look like and not what they're called? Doesn't help for telling people what they are. Can you describe it? I I can't, but I I know I'll be able to find the word for it here in just a second. It's a type of bladed spear. Like a halberd? Shorter. The Asian ones? Yeah, more like that. Like a spade or something like that. Ooh, ooh, I, I like that idea. A little bit of, um, actually, yeah. Um, I like the idea of a spade. It gives like a little bit of flavor as to like what they've been doing this past century and a half. The monk spade is essentially uh, a weighted almost shovel on one end and then it's got a curved moon shape mm-hmm. blade on the other end. Okay. Uh, so you're able to find a weapon. It's got about a three-foot staff, and then attached to the end of that is a two-foot blade. It's about eight to ten inches wide and tapers at the tip, generally used for carving up large catches from the sea. Like, this is what they made them for. Mm-hmm. There may be actual combat purposes for them, but this is, oh, yeah, we brought in big catches, and we mm-hmm. need to chop them up or even defend yourself against some of these larger sea creatures. In a pinch, they could be used as hand-to-hand weapons or uh, spades. 
light chopping, mm -hmm. small branches. It's not the most elegant of things. It was definitely a utilitarian type weapon. It's like a, I don't know if I want to call it like a half spear. But yeah, I think that's the weapon that you can find in there. And Baron Misha feels very comfortable with it. Good, yeah. Yeah. So are we heading right there then? We are. Not right? No. I don't know quite. where we're going next. I don't know what is next? Map, mathematically, where we're going next. <laughs> um, I believe we are going to see my mom. Oh, right. Yes. Which is on the more actual direct path to the frost swamps. Am I right about it that? Is, yes. Yeah. They are quite near one another. Yeah. Uh, we chose to go down and around this way, even though it's less direct. Chroma uh, is southwest of where you're currently at. Mm -hmm. uh, through a bit more hilly terrain. And yeah, a little bit directly west of them is when you, where you'll hit the frost swamps. Cool. If that's where you want to go. Here's the plan. If we're... If we're not going to these frost swamps, as you call them, uh, where are we headed first? Crowbar. Oh, well, I know where that is. Why don't you say so? You didn't ask. <laughs> that is a smart-ass answer. That ask is, a smart-ass question. Get a smart-ass That is very fair, Aranis. But the, uh, the swamps of Crowbar are near there as well. Perhaps we could see those grung. Maybe they're doing better than your grung. They're not my grung. So the ones that you're trying to help. Yeah. I do not presume that you own people. That's good. Can't wait to tell your mommy about how you liberated a town, can you? I don't even know Arnus wants to talk to his mommy. I don't, but I do. <laughs> I mean, I do just because my dad told me to never go find her. Makes you want to? Sup, mom. What the hell? Mom. Life was super fun without you, by the way. Just in case you're wondering. No right. issues there. It's fine. I liberated a town without your help. Yeah. So things are good. Okay. Um, anyway, yeah, that's where we're going. Okay. Well, yes, it would be wonderful to visit the count there. And uh, hopefully actually find out what's going on in the world. Perhaps you could enlighten me. On the way there, of course. I don't expect you to tell me everything tonight. <laughs> so, you know the Count of Crowbaugh, then? Or did, presumably? Yes, yes. That's what I need to see. Really? That's who you need to see? My mom is the second to the Count of Crowbaugh. So, yeah. The Count? Oh, the Vice Count. Oh, just kidding. Okay, is a vice count like a vice president, or is it like something else? It's just a lower. It's like a step below. Count. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so it is. It is very late in the night. Vale has retrieved a weapon for Baron Misha to hopefully defend themselves with. But aside from that, it's been a very productive few days here in Bristol Shores. And as everybody gets ready to rest for the evening in the bell tower. Baron Misha is going through and just picking up a few personal knickknacks here and there. Reminders of people and of times long past. Putting them into a bag, looking over this tower and looking out the window at the city at what once was. Heavily contemplating what is to come. And when the morning comes, before you all set out, Baron Misha excuses himself to go up into the bell tower and ring the bell one last time before you all head west into the hills towards Crowbar and Arnis.
Dennis's mother. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at VanessaBlockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at Dibber.mo or at SoundCloud.com slash Dibber Music. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thank you for listening to this chapter at Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.libsyn.com.